If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Hey, folks, it is Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football weekend show. We're going to have a lot of great information for you, two of the very best. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. The boys are going to do the deep dive on the busy Saturday menu in college football as we really turn a corner for the second half of the season and uh, racing towards bowl season. Conference play, rivalry games, sandwich games, look-ahead spots, all the cool stuff. Lots to get to, and we get the fun started. Our good friend Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. And, Kenny, welcome aboard, my friend. It's good to have you talking college football. It's always a treat. And the one thing we've done forever and a day here in Vegas is the odds maker poll based on power rankings. And you look at the rankings in college football, and you look at the landscape and go, hey, this is interesting. But all of a sudden, you look at the power rankings, and you know, it's all based on wins and losses, but in terms of who you played, there's some ridiculous value in numbers where we see teams that are way lower in the rankings are actually big favorites in games. Yeah, Brian, it's just so amazing. You just look at the AP, and it's it's basically ranked with record, and that's all it is. They're they're ranking by their record. It's so ridiculous. Uh, and looking at some of these teams that they have in the top 25, and some of the teams that are not in the top 25 and, and knowing teams they didn't have early and now are in, I'll give you one San Diego state. No one respected San Diego state. They were my dark horse to win the, win the mountain West. I actually had them the second highest rated team uh, right with Boise state. They had almost an identical rating. No one was on this team. Now they're ranked 22nd in the country. Do I have them 22nd in the country? No, I'm not even close. I'm at 52nd. They're 52nd best team in the country. Mm-hmm. And they're number 22 right now in the AP poll. It's ridiculous. And that's because they're 6-0. and But as soon as they lose a couple of games, uh, they'll be you know out of the poll and they won't be there again. Well, and you immediately, when you were looking at the poll and your rankings and you're sitting there going, you're scrolling down, scrolling down, and you're like, Hey, where's Florida? You know, I mean, it's one thing you lose hard-fought games against really good teams, but that doesn't mean they're bad teams. Right. Yeah, you play a tough schedule, uh, you're going to get some losses. These teams in good conferences, we know how good the SEC is. And Florida is a tremendous football team. And for them not to be ranked um, is just ridiculous right now. I, I know they probably they have a couple losses. Uh, they lost to Alabama. Uh, they lost to Kentucky. And now they've lost to LSU. So, uh, and, and two of those games at Kentucky and at LSU are both, both road games. Uh, they lose by a touchdown in each one. Uh, they're right there in each one. They could have won either game. You, you can't knock them that far. You just can't do it. You're trying to say they'd be an underdog to, you know, Tennessee, uh, Texas, San Antonio, and that could be far from the case. They'll probably be about a 10 point favorite over Texas, San Antonio on a neutral. Well, one, they kind of got right at least. Because we always say it's when you lose is a value in college football because it gives you time to regroup and climb back up a ladder. A few weeks back, we had the Penn State-Iowa game, number three versus number four. Penn State was murdering them, and they lose their quarterback in the game, and their defense hung on for dear life, and they came up just short. 
they only dropped them to seven, which was, I think they actually got that right, that they kind of read between the lines. And Penn State, sitting at seven, still has time because the teams ahead of them, Michigan and Ohio State, they play these guys. I mean, they have an opportunity to get back in it. Yeah, they, they can play themselves into it. You're right. I have Penn State number seven. They're, they're right on. It's funny because Iowa played Penn State. Iowa beat Penn State. They both have the same record, or actually Iowa's a better record, six and one, but actually the poll got it right. They've got Iowa number 11 and Penn State number seven. And it's just when you lose, you know, it's so funny that if you, you know, you just think about those two teams and, and pollsters thinking, well, Iowa beat Penn State, they must be better. That's all they think that they beat them, they must be better. But in this case, they actually, I guess, since Iowa was the team that lost last, um, they were the one that moved the furthest. Hey, I got to ask you very quickly, a team like Michigan State at number nine, about three weeks ago, I started banging their drum pretty good. And they're going to have their opportunity. I mean, they're going to kind of control their destiny with the schedule of games that are coming up. Michigan State's always been a run-and-stop-the-run kind of team. But all of a sudden, this is an offense that can kind of keep pace with other teams. They're actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a very, very good football team. Um, they are uh, well coached. I thought Mel Tucker would be the guy. I thought he did a good job last year. They're another one of my dark horses, Michigan State. Uh, when I published the magazine, uh, had them one of the top teams in, in the uh, Big Ten Conference. So not surprising to me, but now again, they're overrated now. And I believe right. they, they do have a tough schedule here to, to end the season. They've got some really big games. So we'll see what they're made of. Uh, they're at Purdue. They play at Ohio State. They host they host Michigan and they host Penn State. That that's a murderer's row of, of games they've got coming up. All right. Hey, in our next segment, we're gonna do the deep dive again. Kenny's got some games he's really identified. We'll do the deep dive on tell them about all the information, the newsletter, and all the cool stuff going on at KennyWhiteSports.com. Yeah, the, the newsletter, you got a lot of great information, the power ratings uh, for all sports going on right now, NBA, uh, hockey, uh, the college football, the NFL, and uh ThePowerRatings.com, $19.99 a month, one of the best bargains in sports. Also, a lot of great handicappers on, on KennyWhiteSports.com that are doing some amazing work. Yourself, Micah Roberts, Greg Sidoris are all putting out some uh, outstanding selections and winning picks. So I suggest uh, if you don't want to go through all that work and do it all and just uh, see who the guy's got, make a bet, win the game, take the credit, that's the best way to do it. Hey, we're coming back to Vegas, Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network with Kenny White. Going to do the deep dive, got some pretty cool games we're going to discuss, so don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, back with you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, joined by Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. And we want to dive into Saturday, Kenny, and some interesting football games. Let's go with Clemson at Pittsburgh. And Pitt is actually a team scoring points this year, having a nice campaign. And to see them three minus 20, three and a half in some places, total in the game, 47 and a half, 48. I'm curious, at the beginning of the year, 
what would this number have been? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to look right in the magazine and tell you what I, what I would have made it for the beginning of the year before anybody played. Uh, Clemson at Pittsburgh, uh, 20. How about that? 20. 20. And now they're, uh, they're getting three and a half in this game. Well, they're 0-6 ATS. They haven't played well, and they have injuries everywhere. From Do you have any back- rhyme or reason why that Clemson offense from day one has been a dumpster fire? Um, you know, they uh, injury at running back, uh, injury at wide receivers, and injury on the offensive line. They, they're banged up everywhere. Uh, they, and, you know, some people say it's the scheme. Um, I don't know. The scheme was pretty good. I guess they're saying it was, it was all uh, Deshaun Watson and then Trevor Lawrence just making great throws, and it was a bad scheme. I don't really buy that. I, I, this, this team could have scored. Uh, their number one running back uh, was demoted to number two. Uh, he quit the team. Their number one running back got hurt in that first game of the year. Freshman running back, great, great talent. Uh, so they're down to their third string running back. They've lost a couple guys on the line. There's only five players on offense from who I projected would start and be in the starting lineup at the beginning of the season. Only five. Six new guys have had to step in. And on defense, same thing. They've got six starters that I projected, five new ones in there because of injury. So that's 11 total starters mm. out in the first string for Clemson. The funny thing is, though, I mean, and I took the bait like a fool last week, but okay, they beat BC, who's a decent football team, 19-13. Then they go to Syracuse, and you're like, and I know Syracuse is on the road back and better. You go, this offense has to bust out at some point. Nope, they won 17-14. Yeah, it's uh, simply amazing. Um, Yeah, so not really expecting it to bounce back here. I don't know how. Pittsburgh's got a very good defense. If they do, it's, you know, it's just the players have been going through the motions. And now all of a sudden, since they're an underdog, maybe that got their attention. Uh, Dabo is 6-2 ATS as an underdog since 2015. He is 0-6, though, in 2021 right now. It's just against the spread. So uh, whatever trend you want to go with, I, I think the line is about right. But it is always good rule of thumb, taking a good team. This is still a very good football team, getting points as an underdog. But I like the game under. Is if the offense is going to play that way, and if it is the scheme, they're not going to correct it that quickly. The offense is still going to struggle. The defense is still going to be good. This is a big game for both teams. Clemson can get themselves back into the Atlantic race uh, with a victory. They'd be 4-1. and one. Wake Forest would be 4-0, and oh, so only a half a game out. Let's move on to the NC State game. And they're at Miami laying three and a half on the road. The total is 52 and a half. A big high five and tip of the hat to you, Kenny, uh, having done the shows with you in the summer months leading up to the season and then the early portions of the season. NC State was a team you were shooting flares into the sky for anybody who would listen. Uh, and a lot of good wins for them. Then they come up against a good BC team, and people still didn't give them any credit. Right. That was their best game of the year, I think. Uh, Even though they beat Clemson at home, I think that win at Boston College was more impressive because they were dominating on both sides of the football. This defense is for real. They are a top 10 defense. Uh, The offense is going to continue to get better week in and week out, and uh, I think you'll see that this game. I I, I love NC State in this spot. They have revenge from last year. They lost 44-41 at home to Miami. Uh, Miami is notorious when they're bad. No one shows up when they're good. They get a good. They get good crowds. It's hard to find a parking spot when they're good, but when they're bad, nobody shows. I think there'll be more Wolfpack fans in the stands than Hurricane fans in this football game. So yeah, give me give me NC State minus the minus the short number. 
Kenny, I met you in 2005. And when I got here, one of the first things I told you, 14 years in a row, I went to Joe Robbie Stadium when the Bills would play the Dolphins. I said, I'd see the Dolphins come on the field for warm-ups. There'd be 30,000 Bills fans in there chanting, let's go Buffalo, and the 15,000 Dolphins fans are outside tailgating. Miami in the NFL, and it makes complete and utter sense, Miami, the college football team, if they're not lighting it up, people aren't showing up. No, yeah, you're, that's, and this is, a, this is a bad team right now. They lose their quarterback, too. Derek King is out, uh, a guy that, you know, was a Heisman Trophy hopeful last year uh, but suffered an ACL injury uh, last year, had surgery, said he'd be back. He did. He made it back for the opener, but he wasn't the same. Uh, the, new, the new quarterback right now, Tyler Van Dyke, is a redshirt freshman who has struggled uh, the last two games against good, good defenses, not great defenses in Virginia and North Carolina. Now he's up against the NC State defense. I think he struggles mightily in this game. Very quickly, I'm, I'll, I'll just make like an example, and you tell me maybe what you would actually do with it. But, you know, most places say home field advantage is three points. So you sit and say, oh, Miami's at home. That's worth three points. But what you're telling me, I mean, you've got to pick or maybe even for, from a home field advantage perspective, you, you maybe even add a point to a NC State. Yeah, I, I, I could see that because I think there'll be more fans. As, as you said, all those Bills fans, you have 30,000 fans in the stands and they're loud. Um, that sways what the officials call them. That's what home field's oh, all about. But Miami Stadium, Hard Rock, Hard Rock is 20 miles from campus. Mm-hmm. So the students don't go if they're not good. They'll be, they just, I just don't think there'll be anybody in the stands for the Hurricanes in this game. Let's move to the Oregon game at UCLA. And we're seeing the Bruins – Consensus one-point favorite, Kenny. Total on the game here is 60-and-a-half. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Two best teams, I think, right now in the conference. Um, I'm going to take a quick drink of uh, tea. Yep. It's that time of year. Change of weather, folks, in Vegas. Let me tell you something. Uh, You get it for about a week, 10 days. Affectionately, we call it the Vegas crud. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the Vegas crowd, that's for sure. I got, you know, <clears throat> coughing and throat, and the more you talk, the worse it gets sometimes. Oh, that's the problem. But, I know. Yeah, and you got to do it. That's our job. Uh, so, I, you know, Oregon, I think, is vastly underachieved under Mario Cristobal. They're 19 and 21 ATS since he's been there, but oh, five and eight the last 13 games. It's, gotten, it's getting worse. And Chip Kelly, he's five and two ATS this year. His team's overachieving. I think they're playing really good football. Remember, Chip Kelly started his career in New Hampshire, but then got the offensive coordinator job at Oregon because his innovative offense, the spread, and then he became the head coach. Well, he's 0-2 versus old school where he became famous. Uh, this is his third shot at beating him. Uh, third time's a charm. I think UCLA wins this game in a high-scoring battle. And then one that's of interest, Oklahoma State at Iowa State, and we get the Cyclones minus seven. Total in the game is 47. And here we go back to the poll, Kenny, right? Yes. Yeah. We'll go back to the poll on this one. Uh, the eighth-ranked team in the country is playing an unranked school, and the unranked school is a seven-point favorite. How's that happen? <laughs> That's uh, kind of interesting that uh, uh, the AP poll stinks that bad. <laughs> that they couldn't, figure out, they couldn't figure out Iowa State's a top-25 team. Iowa State's defense, I have the ninth-best in, in the country – and Brock Purdy is starting to play some good football. You know, I talked about him early in the year. It just seemed to be declining every year, but finally he's turned it around. Uh, had a really good game against Kansas State last week. 
Uh, this is a great spot, I think, for, uh, for Iowa State. And um, I, I think they're the better football team offensively by far. Iowa State's 19th in the country in yards per play at 6.7. Oklahoma State's 101, 5.1 yards a play. They've been doing it with mirrors. And I'll give you an ATS trend. Matt Campbell for Iowa State against the Big 12. The last five years, he's 31 and 18 ATS. He owns this conference. He knows how to beat his conference foes. He knows how to win games. And uh, I think he wins this game, and I think he wins it handily by uh, two touchdowns. Great info. Kenny White's going to come back at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to give you one more big play, and we invite you to keep it here. Mark Lawrence is coming up next. Keep it right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get the edge 24-7 on your source for gaming, insights, expert perspectives, and more. We help make the odds. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Hey, we're talking college football. Glad to do it. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Before we do the deep dive, Mr. Lawrence, tell the folks about all the cool info and how to get it. Well, it's all available. All of our stuff we do, Brian, we publish three weekly newsletters. The only over-under totals tip sheet in the country called the Playbook Totals Report, our weekly football newsletter, the Playbook Newsletter, and our Midweek Alert. That's our daily racing form statistical newsletter, all available online at playbooksports.com. Or if you can't get there, you can always visit our friends in Las Vegas over at the Gamblers Book Club. All right, Mark, let's get into some of the big games this week. We know at the end of the year we get to rivalry week, but we got one this week. USC at Notre Dame. Irish are laying seven in this spot. Total 57.58. Yeah, this game might not have the luster that it maybe was perceived to have at the beginning of the year, and I don't know if that's because Clay Helton is gone and the Southern Cal football program has kind of turned upside down uh, or the fact that Notre Dame has really been a little bit disappointing this far this football season, but it's still going to be the Irish against the Trojans, and that's going to always be must-watch TV. I think it's a pretty good matchup here for Southern Cal in the game here. I know that they sort of took a a dip, if you will, upon Helton's uh, release, but I still like the makeup and the talent on the Southern Cal football team. The question is, you know, can they come focused uh, and play a disciplined brand of football, which I believe they can in a football game uh, like this. they got a week of rest to get ready for the Irish here, and they're coming off that disappointing loss as a home chalk against Utah here. This looks like the right spot for Southern Cal to come in here. They're playing with revenge. They lost here by three the last time they were here in 2019. I'm going to grab the points with the Trojans in the football game. Mark number three, Cincinnati, up to 27.5 at Navy. Can Navy slow this game down enough to get inside that number, or do the Bearcats side of the scoreboard look like a slot machine this weekend? Well, they've been look like a slot machine most of the season thus far this year, Stevie, so it's been tough uh, going in and, and fading this football team. But I think this is the right spot here this particular week. Uh, number one, Navy being a military team, as they are, you're always going to get their best effort. 
they're up and down this year, are the midshipmen. But uh, we pointed out in our newsletter this week, we have a feature called a Bet You Didn't Know column. And, uh, and our, it features in on the fact that military teams, whenever they're taking 20 or more points in football games, have been like gold. Just absolutely terrific. That's what you got with Navy. We're grabbing all these points here. The Bengals, or the Bearcats, I should say, have not lost to the spread this year in an FBS football game. There's a first time for everything, and I think it comes in this contest. I'm going to grab Navy plus the points in the game. Poor old Cincy not getting any respect. Stevie says number three in the country. They're number two. Oh, they're number two? Oh, my bad. Bearcats. I mean, for now. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Mark's taking a point. Yeah, there you go. Hey, how about Clemson and Pitt, Mark? And at the beginning of the year, did anybody see this coming? Pittsburgh laying three and a half and the total 48. This Clemson offense is just unbelievably ordinary. You know, I don't know what the line on this game was in Vegas before the season began, but I'm going to best 14? guess. Clemson. I'm going to say at least teens. Yes, exactly. Maybe you know, 14, 16 points. Uh, it's swung that much this year because of what Clemson hasn't done thus far this football season here. And you've got to go back to 2016. That's 64 regular season games in a row to find the last time Clemson was an underdog during the regular season. Uh, that was, like I say, against Louisville in a game like this. So what have you got here from Clemson so far this football season? Deeply disappointing. Yes, we'll check that box. But they're also four and two on the football season this year. Their loss came the first loss came to Georgia in a real tough close call football game at ten to three to begin the season, which sort of set the table in this game. And then I think the uh, the eyebrowsing loss or eyebrow raising loss was against NC State when they lost by double digits on the road. I still think Clemson has talent on this football team. They just underachieved. I think the line in this football game is all wrong, and I'm going to play Clemson plus the points here. How interesting a spot is this with Wake Forest laying a field goal at Army? And Army is a monster at home. Lose to Wisconsin last week. Couple of uh, road losses. But they start a four-game homestand. You do have Air Force in the on-deck circle. But is Wake Forest walking into a tornado here? They could be, Brian, and uh, you know one of the reasons is uh, they're undefeated, so they carry that bullseye on their back, which is going to get the attention of almost every opponent they play. For sure, it'll get the attention of, uh, of a military discipline team like Army. Uh, I think the other thing that works against Wake Forest in this game is the fact that there's a week of rest in between their perfect record, and we've oftentimes talked about this, that bump in the road for these perfect teams that really breaks momentum, and I don't think rest helps a football team like Wake Forest at this particular stage of the season here. I could see Army pulling the rug out on Wake and ruining their perfect season on Saturday. Mark, uh, BYU, I believe, opened one and a half. They're now up to four at Washington State. That's probably off of the news of uh, the Rolovich uh, situation at Washington State. And BYU's quarterback situation getting healthier. Is four still, is that too high of a number now to lay with BYU? Good luck finding that Rolovich scenario in the database, Mark. Well, I'm trying to make a category for vaccinations and non-vaccinations, but I still haven't been able to get a programmer to do that just yet. So we'll deal with what it is right now. I still think Washington State comes and plays in this football game here. I think, number one, they're probably a very PO'd football team, given the fact that Rolovich was given the boot. Number two, they're playing some really good football. Uh, heading into this football contest here. They dropped three of their first four games to begin the season, but they were on a nice 3-0 and straight-up and point-spread run coming into the game. 
winning the stats solidly in every one of those football games. BYU is like a yo-yo. You just don't know if they're up or they're going to be down. And I think they can be exposed in a game like this. This is a case, again, like, you know, do the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders come to play one for the Gipper here? Do the Cougars come to play one for the Gipper and Nick Rolovich here, here, Rolovich here on Saturday? I believe they will. I like Washington State in the football game. What do you make of number eight, Oklahoma State, uh, hitting the road at Iowa State? I think it's one of the best football games on the card this particular week. Uh, you know, um, uh, not too many teams involving top 25 paired teams, this being, I think, the only one on the college football card this Saturday. Uh, and because they're undefeated, uh, they're going. Uh, Oklahoma State is going to get Iowa State's attention here. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge Matt Campbell fan here. He's just been absolutely terrific in his career, 67 and 42 to the spread in his career in all line football games. But and there's always a but, and the big but is against undefeated football teams. Matt Campbell is only seven and 13 to the spread. 0-4 when he's been favored in those football games. So rising up to this level has been a little bit of a different result here for Matt Campbell here. Uh, Oklahoma State, one of only 11 undefeated teams this year. On the flip side, Iowa State, one of only eight teams that have won the yards in every football game they've played thus far this football season here. I think this is game comes down to who scores last, and with that, i got to take the points with the Cowboys here. Mark, not a game this week, and I'm sure a game you've not done any work on yet. So here I go asking you about it anyway. Uh, and I'm curious, if you go from memory, the bubble burst theory, it's that time of year. Teams suffer that first loss. Next week, Iowa's playing Wisconsin, but they get a week in between just from memory. And we'll, we'll ask you about it next week. But from memory, does a bye week help take the, uh, you know, the salt out of the wound? It does, and you know that's one of the caveats with the bubble burst teams. We want them to play the next week when their jaw is still on the ground, and you know they don't have a chance to have it repaired or uh, you know re- uh, doctored up a little bit. So uh, we, I won't be fading Iowa because of that next week because of the bubble burst in effect. Uh, and but I might look at it more because they're going to f- be facing a Wisconsin football team that is a lot better than their record indicates here. So, uh, but the bubble burst is uh, to answer your question quickly. Yes, I do not use them when they have a week of rest in between the games. Ohio State up to 21 at Indiana. Mark, uh, Michael Penix, from what I've been reading, is out, and I think he's going to miss multiple games. Indiana hasn't been playing well anyway, 2-4 and four now. Uh, does Indiana find a way to stay close with Ohio State, or do the Buckeyes roll here? Well, you'd like to think so. Indiana's got the ability to do just that, but uh, we talked about disappointing teams. Clemson right at the top of the list. I think Indiana's right there, too, no matter what, two or three in the country. And it's a lot to do with Michael Penix and the way he has not performed this year. I will say this. I do not want to step in front of Ohio State right now. I think they're playing as good a football as anybody in the country, especially over the course of their last three football games. They've scored 52 or more points in each of the last three contests. They're on a roll offensively, and they're back defensively as well. Uh, I think the Buckeyes are going to steamroll Indiana in this football game as well. Mario, it's, it's not a marquee game by any stretch, but it just out of curiosity, Penn State's laying 23.5, hosting the Illini 46.5. It's just, you know, it's when you lose, really, and all of a sudden, they should have beat Iowa, the quarterback gets hurt, painful loss, but they didn't drop that far in the rankings, and now Iowa loses, Penn State controls their destiny, the teams ahead of them, they're going to play. 
they do just that. James Franklin is very, very well aware of that. So, you know, he will, he, he's the kind of a coach who's inclined to put his foot on the pedal and keep it there. If there's any benefit for him whatsoever, and you laid it out perfectly, there is benefit for him to do just that. I don't want any Brett Bielema in this football game here. He was a good coach at Wisconsin because he had the horses. He went to Arkansas. He didn't have the horses. They let him go. He doesn't have the horses at Illinois here. He'll be gone here sooner than later as well. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. We get another segment doing the deep dive on college football. Stevie, this is nuts. I mean, second half of the season. Sandwich games, look-ahead spots, rivalry games, bubble burst games. Nuts and sandwiches. You're making me hungry. Ah, nice segue. Coming back with Mark Lawrence, we're hungry for more great information. That's what we'll do when we return on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're doing college football. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com is with us. But Mr. Lawrence wants a brief moment to brag about his Florida Panthers. Off to a nice start in the NHL. Well, thank you for the floor, Brian. I really appreciate that as a Panther <laughs> fan. <laughs> You're fired up, man. Yes, I am. Uh, I really, really liking what I'm seeing, not just because they started out 3-0, and but uh, it's a lot deeper than that, and it's the cohesion on the hockey team. The players all really, really like one another. Totally selfish team. And I was telling you before about a kid on the team. We talked a little bit about him before. His name is Anton Lundell. Uh, he's from Finland. He's a 20-year-old who, when he played over in Finland, he was a young kid playing in the in the better, the best leagues in Finland. Probably the La Liga League, which is, he's playing against older men. Exactly what it was. He's playing against older men over there, and he, com- he comes in here as a savvy veteran rookie, and he's just absolutely taking over this hockey team here. He leads the team in um, uh, penalty kills. He leads the team in face-off wins. He got his first goal and his first assist last night. He is the real deal. Keep an eye on him in particular, but uh, I really like what I see because behind Bobrowski, the goalie who met with so much, so much disdain last year, he's beginning to get his act together, and behind him is a kid named Spencer Knight, another 20-year-old goalie who was absolutely spectacular between the pipes. So there's a lot to like about the Panthers this year. Keep an eye on the hockey team. I'll, I'll be really, really surprised if they don't go a long way in the playoffs by the end of the season. Well, Mr. Lawrence, he's so focused on college football, the NFL, but a watchful eye on his hockey team. I love that. Well done. So I got to ask you, you know, where the dose of reality kicks in, BC's against Louisville. Louisville lane six and a half. Total's 57. And life was rosy for BC. I mean, things were just going swimmingly. And then they ran into NC State, Mark. How do they react? 
Well, this Louisville football team, uh, they're like a yin and a yang of college football as well because uh, last year they did a lot of losing where games they were winning the stats solidly. Then they would win games and get inside out and lose the yard. So it's kind of like pull your hair out handicapping this Louisville football team. And it hasn't really gotten a whole lot better thus far this football season here at all. Uh, just the same. They come in here having get out yarded each of their last three football games in a row. They have a week of rest to get ready for the game here. But I'm going to be on Boston College in the game here. You mentioned about how good they got off to a start thus far this football season here, and I don't think they've thrown in the, in the towel in any way, shape, or form after the 4-0 start with these two losses that they've had here. I like the Eagles in the contest here only because Louisville is being asked to step up, and I don't know if they're capable of stepping up at this stage. Hey, Mark, uh, Michigan off a of bye hosts Northwestern. I think there's some reasons to like the Wolverines here, but up to 23-and-a-half now. Is that too high of a number according to the West? oiled machine yeah that's a big big number stevie well, when you take a look at uh, you know what you're asking michigan to do they're they're sort of like uh in my eyes a, a little bit of the oregon of the pac-12 michigan is in the big 10 except they do things better statistically their defense is actually pretty good uh, the wolverines have held three teams checked them down to season low yards thus far this football season here but you've got another undefeated team playing with rest. We talked about that earlier, where you're undefeated. The week of rest comes in and bumps you right out of stride, and that could work against Michigan in this game as well. I'm going to play Fitzgerald, the vet, the savvy veteran coach, to outcoach Harbaugh in the game, and I'll take the points with the Wildcats. Mark, uh, you and I both, we better start doing the math. I mean, we've been doing this a lot of years together now, and I relish every moment of it. But I'm going to throw something at you I never thought I'd see or say out loud, and I bet you you agree. Georgia Tech and Virginia. Virginia is a seven-point favorite. But all those years of the option offense at Georgia Tech and Virginia with Mendenhall being a defensive guy, just something that's foreign to the eye to see a total of 63 for a Georgia Tech-Virginia game. I'm like, I'm doing a double take. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of it's uh, in the here and the now of what they're doing here right now. And look at this Virginia football team. My goodness. If you add it up, Brian, six of their seven games, they've tallied over 500 yards in those football games. I think Bronco Mendenhall pitched the defensive playbook and inserted an offensive playbook here. That's a lot of what's going on here right now. Uh, Georgia Tech on the other side, I love their head coach, and I like the job that he's doing with the football program here. Uh, Jeff Collins, along the way, we've touted him a long time. He's got this football team scratching and clawing their back up to 500 in the contest here. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. It's gets a real, real tough handicap, but I probably lay the points with Virginia if I had to do it on their home field. I'm not giving you the homework assignment. I'm going to do this myself because I'm just going from memory. But it seems to me like the M.O. this year for the Cavs, they come flying out of the gate and then they let teams come back. I wonder if Virginia in the first half isn't a good way to go with these guys. Well, like you said, they've been putting up a lot of points and taking a lot of early leads in football games. I would argue to say that in that loss at North Carolina and Wake Forest, the back-to-back losses, that maybe wasn't the case early on. They didn't know how to play from behind, but they're doing a lot of that thus far this football season here. So as far as Bronco Mendelhall is concerned, it ain't broke, and he's not going to fix it. How about, I mean, we're just talking about the smaller conferences, Mark. Let's go to the MAC. Just generally speaking, because there are opportunities up and down the menu. Instead of me picking a game, why don't you give me a couple of games in the MAC that caught your eye? 
Well, it's it's interesting handicapping the MAC because uh, every every year, you know, some teams surface and some teams plummet. And the team that's really got me scratching my head this year is Toledo, a football team that uh, ranked number one in the country in total returning production from experience standpoint and got out to a real strong start. But now they limp in here off back-to-back losses. And what are they doing here this week because of those back-to-back losses? They're saddling up as a home dog against Western Michigan in this football contest here. Uh, even the times that they've lost the yards this year, they've never been totally outplayed in those football games here. I'm going to stay with Toledo in the football contest here. I think experience goes a long, long way towards putting a Band-Aid on a football team that's made some mistakes. They were beat twice as favorites in the last two football games. Now they dog up at home. I think the wrong team's favorite there. I'm going to play Toledo plus the points. All right, here we go. Wisconsin at Purdue. Wisconsin lane three. This should be a breath of fresh air for them after having to play Army last week, which can be so frustrating to play an option team in the middle of a season. And Purdue is coming off this massive win. Is this not like the almost automatic you look at it and say it's a letdown spot for Purdue, or do they run with it? You know, I'm a little bit uh, betwixt and between in this game for one reason here, Brian. I mentioned before about the uh, Iowa State football team. They were one of only eight teams in the country that have outyarded everybody they played. Well, Purdue is one of those eight teams that have done just the same. They've really earned their ranking, their stripes so far. The problem is they just crashed into the top 25 for the first time in a long time between drinks of water for this football team. That's usually where you'll see a team and forget about them because they lose and they're gone and you wonder, was that team ever ranked this football season here? I think they're taking on the wrong team in Wisconsin this week because the Badgers are a lot better football team than their record indicates so far this season here. They're really, really staunch defensively. Three times they've held season opponents the season low yards. I think Wisconsin exposes Purdue on Saturday. All right. It's been a soap opera year for LSU, and Mississippi's had the roller coaster ride, too. The one thing that's been a constant are points for the two. The total 76, uh, Ole Miss laying nine. Yeah, Ole Miss comes out that uh, that really funky finish in that Tennessee football game Saturday night. Uh, I'm pulling my hair out because, you know, I was on the, out, the wrong side of that football game. And couldn't go to sleep that night, but nonetheless, it was it is what it was. And Tennessee walked out, or Mississippi, I should say, walked out with the victory here. LSU, they make the announcement about Ed Ogeron, and I get this feeling Ed Ogeron being this this larger than life cheerleader that he is at LSU and a heck of a recruiter is going to have these kids playing their you know what off for him from now till the end of the football season because he's announced he's retiring uh, he's going to hang up his hat at LSU and I think they're going to get a maximum effort out of his team each and every game moving forward here and I think it starts here in this contest here they're dogging up here and I think they can pull the rug on Mississippi here to start this uh, this revenge run if you will for Ed Ogeron to close out the season All right, couple angles kind of colliding here and maybe not colliding, maybe adding up. But you have San Diego State at Air Force. Air Force, three and a half. Look at the total, 39. But Air Force has Army coming up. And you've talked about the Mountain West teams pretty comfortable in their own skin going up there. Yeah, this is a little bit of a tough call because you're taking this uh, – this, uh, 
sea level team and playing them up, up in the mountains, and it's really, really difficult to ask those teams to come back and stay alive. The problem is San Diego State hasn't made a mistake yet thus far this football season here. They're one of these few undefeated teams, one of the 11 they are still unbeaten on the season here so far. Uh, they've got the top-ranked rush defense in the country, and I think that's the key in the football game. They only give up 61 yards a game in the ground. That's Air Force's uh, forte. It's what they do the best. If they stuff that Air Force run, I don't think there's a plan B for Air Force in the football game. I'm going to play San Diego State to keep their win streak intact here on Saturday. How about Syracuse, Mark, at Virginia Tech? The Orange finally getting their act together uh, to respectability. But both Syracuse and Virginia coming off defeats. Syracuse gave Clemson. Everybody's giving Clemson a run for their money. But um, Virginia Tech laying three and a half, total 45 and a half. Who bounces back best? You know, a loss like that for Clemson could be like a win and a letdown for a lot of other teams because they came so close to knocking off Clemson, and that could have just got written down, let down, written all over it, I think, for Syracuse in a contest like this. Then you take it the other side of the coin. You look at Virginia Tech, who laid an egg at home last week. Now they're back at home here against Syracuse, a football team I think is very beatable and very manageable for this Virginia Tech football team here. Uh, you don't find Virginia Tech losing back-to-back home games too many times in a row. Uh, I'm going to look for them to halt the, the losing streak here. Virginia Tech, I think, takes Syracuse down on Saturday. And for the folks right here, Mark, San Jose State at Allegiant Stadium taking on UNLV. San Jose State's laying five, totals 46.5. UNLV cannot win a football game, Mark, but they've been making money for you covering four of the last five. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of that here this football season here. And uh, I know there's a lot of people in town that are like what they're doing because they can go to the football game and go cash the ticket right away at the casino right after the game. Uh, but I think this number is a little bit short here this particular week. San Jose State has really, be, really been on the rise. Uh, they hit a little bit of a bump here thus far this football season here. And because they did just that, I think there's value to the Spartans in this football contest here. I'm going to take advantage of that and lay the points with San Jose State in this game. Buddy, a lot of the goodies are coming, right? We get the bubble bursts are going to be popping up. We'll have the sandwich games, the look-ahead spots, the rivalry games. On and on it goes. The back half of the college football season is where a lot of this cool stuff starts to surface, where history repeats itself. Yeah, we're looking forward to that, Brian. Uh, all these little theories, thoughts, and uh, you know, diversions and angles and so forth and whatnot are all going to be cropping to the forefront here uh, where the news gets tighter and tighter for a lot of these undefeated football teams. We love exposing stuff like that, and we'll be doing just that on the show with you from now until the end of the football season. The one, the only, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Spectacular information. Mark, one more time, tell the folks how to get all the great info. All the goodies available online at playbooksports.com. You can download all of any of our three newsletters. Or if you're listening in Las Vegas, you can pick them up at our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club. Mark, terrific stuff. Always appreciate your time. Have a wonderful week. You and Stevie do the same, Brian. Take care. Stay well. Be good. Outstanding stuff from Mark Lawrence. Don't forget, you're coming in from out of town. Get yourself a mobile app. And the STN mobile app station casinos all around the valley, up to a $500 sign-up bonus. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Now it's too late for me. Fun fact. Even if the last sport you... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Hey, we're going to wrap up Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football show, the NFL show all weekend long as well on the Sports Grid platforms. Check it out. Kenny White's on board with us uh, on that show as well. Kenny comes back, KennyWhiteSports.com. One for the road, Kenny. I just want to get your take. A game I was looking at, Georgia Tech and Virginia. Virginia's laying six. It's not the side I'm looking at. It's just one of those things that looks foreign to the eye. All those years with the option offense at Georgia Tech, Bronco Mendenhall was a defensive guy. That's where he cut his teeth. And to see a total like this, I got it earlier in the week at 63 and a half. The thing's up to 64. It may go higher. From a pace of play perspective, when you're making these adjustments and knowing historically what these teams have been, what's the challenge in terms of adjusting your pace of play for totals? Yeah, you know, Georgia Tech's interesting that they, you're right, uh, they, uh, um, Paul Johnson was the head coach there, was the guy yep. that started the Navy offense, and he brought this offense to Georgia Tech. Thought nobody could stop it. Uh, they were very, very competitive, and they were very good in his years, but the school wanted to do it in a different direction. They wanted to go in the day and age of the passing game, so they hired Jeff Collins. Uh, they brought in a, a spread option offense that uh, throws the football, and, you know, when you try to do something like that, you, you don't have the players – the receivers are used to blocking and the, the offensive lines used to run blocking, not pass blocking. So this was going to be a three-year project. This is year three. I see definite improvement out of them. <clears throat> and they, they do have a higher score. Um, I pushed their numbers up because uh, I know that they're going to be, they're three and three to the over this year, Brian. Um, unbelievably this one, Virginia, they're six and one to the under, which is completely amazing because they <laughs> average over 400 passing yards a game. This, this offense is one of the best in college football. Yep. You're right, the defense hasn't been good, but they've been playing against some high totals. Their last two totals were 69 and a half. Their total against Wake Forest was 70. This one more than a little bit of a line of 64 that they could get over. Kenny White, the information's great. Virginia's a fast starter, by the way. Kenny's going to be on our weekend show, on the NFL show. We invite you to check out KennyWhiteSports.com, the newsletter, the picks, the power ratings, all the great information. Kenny, it's always a treat. Love talking college football. We'll reconvene on the NFL side. Thanks for doing this. Brian, no pleasure. Thanks for having me today. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, along the Sports Grid Radio Network. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.